Did you know VIP season ticket subscribers have access to this workshop and hundreds more in streaming video, MP3 download, audio CD, executive white paper summary, and podcast formats? Visit vip.dealersedge.com for more information. Cash reporting requirements to the federal government have been with us for a long time. Before many of you in our audience today were born, I'd guess. In its current incarnation, IRS Form 8300 is the report that car dealers need to complete and submit when they are party to a transaction where $10,000 or more in cash changes hands. It seems like a simple thing. You fill out a form and drop it in the mail. But apparently it's not so simple as we'll hear today. Terry Harris will join us with a frank discussion of Form 8300 and the requirements the dealerships need to be aware and reminded of. Today she'll cover the definition of cash and what transactions must be reported. We'll hear about whether the customer must be notified that a Form 8300 was filed. We'll see how dealership staff, staff should respond if the customer refuses to provide proper identification We'll learn what records the dealership must maintain and for how long. We'll see how to ensure your dealership's compliance. And we'll learn how to find additional information and guidance. For 15 years, Terry Harris led the IRS motor vehicle industry program as the industry specialist. She was seen as the IRS authority on auto dealership tax issues. Now Terry is the national tax liaison for Dixon Hughes Goodman, an international accounting and consulting firm with a specialty in advising auto retailers. Terry's time with the IRS largely entailed frequent consultations with examiners, taxpayers, industry experts, and IRS specialists in developing innovative solutions to industry issues. Terry is a frequent speaker at industry events like the NADA's annual convention and expo and the AICPA's National Auto Dealer Conference. I'm Mike Bowers with Dealer's Edge. You could have more than one of those notifications, depending on what happens with your customers. Okay, let's see how we're doing. Uh, excuse me, Terry. Yeah. We have a question from the from the audience uh, okay. before we get too far past the definition of cash. Okay. Uh, how does the how would the IRS treat uh, payments that come in by uh, Bitcoin or other cryptocurrencies? Uh, I'm, I'm sure it's not a big deal yet, but could be at some time in the not-too-distant future. Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I don't think I have okay. have that answer to that. Um, I, it, I would guess that it's probably because of some of the other things I've read about the, you know, the Bitcoins and that, that the confusion and the concerns that the, the services had in other situations with that kind of payment. My guess is that it would... It would require a payment. I think if it were me, I was at the dealer and this was my responsibility, I think I'd file the 8300 okay. um, until the rules get updated to, to cover that. Uh, whether the service is looking at changing the definition of cash, uh, I don't know. That would, that's a, that would be a pretty big deal. Right. But, you know, it, because it's a new thing, I, I don't know for sure what they would do, and I apologize for that, but yeah. it, it's a situation where I'd err on the side of, of, of being careful. Right. I think that's we in our discussion before we started today. We kind of agreed that 
when in doubt, uh, file the form. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, it, 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 it really can't hurt anything. Um, right. If it's not needed, it, it'll just go away, but uh, uh, but it won't hurt you to file the form. So, okay. Right. Yeah, and I think it's important to remember that the filing of this form, the filing of it, if you don't file it, there's another question here, but if the filing of the form and the notification to the customer reflect in no way on the dealership, you're just telling the folks that need to know what happened. So, you know, don't be afraid to because you filed a number of 8,300, say, during the course of the year, that you're going to catch somebody's attention. Um, you're not. That's, that's not going to cause it. Uh, the only time you're going to get into trouble is if you don't do what you're required to do. So, again, it, it, again it's, not going to, it's not a reflection on the dealership if you decide to file them, even if you file a suspicious one. You know, that's, again, that's a, probably a positive re reflection on the dealership that you're doing that. Um. A customer comes in and buys two cars, two vehicles on the same day, and gives the dealership $5,000 cash down payments on each car. So now we have a total of $10,000 cash as down payments on two separate vehicles. Uh, is that considered one transaction for Form 8300 purposes? You know, that could go either way. I think it would depend on the dealer's going to have to to find out or understand what's going on if it's one customer who comes in and buys two vehicles um, and they're going to maybe maybe a small business or, or maybe just for personal use. Um, it probably is one transaction. But if they come in and they're they're buying two vehicles that are for two separate things, um, maybe, you know, husband and wife together buying two cars, that's probably, I'd add those up. But if you can make a case for these, even though they bought the cars in the same day, for this being separate transactions, and this is where you have to kind of get in the head of your client a little bit, you know, is, is, then you're going to not file. Going back to what we've said a number of times, though, file, file the 8300 if you've got, you know, if it'd have to be $5,001 here, you have over $10,000. Um, so the, I'm sorry that there's not a clear answer for that, but it kind of depends on what the transactions are, are for. Mm -hmm. But I, I think if it were me, I'd file the 8300. All right. Uh, the other question was, uh, we're given a cashier's, customer gives us a cashier's check for $8,500 and cash for $1,500. Uh, right, the dealership employee knows they have to file the form 8300. 80, do they file it for exactly $10,000, or do they indicate that, the, that it was a combination of the two payments? Uh, the, you're going to put the total amount of the sale. Uh, there, and you look at the form, there's probably, I think there's two places. One place you're, gonna, you're going to identify what kind of, uh, what, what, what you got that classifies, is, is classified as cash, and you're going to check whether it's cashier's check or, or dollars and cents. Um, and you're going to put in the amount of that. But there's another spot in the form where you're going to put the total amount of the sale. So the answer to that is, is both of them. You're going to put both of them on the form. All right. Okay. Um, who in the dealership should be responsible for fi filing the uh, 8300? You know, I, I, that's really up to the dealership. I would assume it happens in, it, back in the... Uh, you know, the, the operations office, I would, ex I would anticipate that there's a clerk of some kind who would file it. 
that's not where the, in my opinion, that's not where the importance is. I think it's up to the dealership um, managers to find, figure out who they want to file it, but you need to make sure that person is reliable and make sure somebody's following up to make sure it's, it's done right. Make sure the person knows how to do it and, and don't just leave them, leave them hanging out there. Check back with them and make sure that they're, it's going fine. So it, there's, nobody, there's nobody in particular that has to file it. Um, the dealer himself could file it if he wanted to. No, we know that's not going to happen, but he could. So, okay. Um, and I guess next question is, um, isn't it's sort of like what's the likelihood of getting audited? Uh, when when the IRS does do an 8300 audit, do they typically just get one dealership, or do they uh, they try to cover dealerships in a in a specific geographic area? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know that there's any projects, quote unquote, to do all dealers in a particular area. Um, a project like that, it takes a lot of approval lessons, uh, levels, but it can happen um, if the if the examiner or examiners, the group, finds that there's a lot of problems in the dealerships, then they're liable to expand it to look at some other dealerships. We got a pattern here amongst the dealerships, unrelated dealerships. Maybe there's a pattern here. We need because they will do. Th this group that audits also does some education, uh, so that's their way to find out if there's uh, an education issue in the dealership industry. Uh, to the question of how often you're going to get audited, uh, you know, we've all heard in the news that the IRS's funding is cut. Their personnel has gone down tremendously. Uh, that ju that just means that, and the the audit percentage coverage has gone down a lot. Uh, so. Percentage-wise, your chances of getting audited are, are, are relatively slim, except for when you're the one that's audited, and you never know exactly when you're going to be the one. So, you know, yeah, I think it's probably a slim to none chance that you're going to get audited for 8300s, but remember, you might be. You might be the one who is the, uh, the one who, who helps get that statistic up. Okay. All right. <clears throat> okay, that's all the questions I have. Uh, John, did you have any lingering over in your section? No, I'm clear. Okay, well, that, uh, that uh, brings us to the end of our questions today and, and therefore to the end of today's workshop. Uh, so we'll be signing off now. I'd like to thank uh, all of you for attending today. Uh, as we always say, it's not easy to take an hour or an hour and a half out of your dealership day, and we appreciate you spending that time with us. And I'd like to offer special thanks to Terry Harris uh, from Dixon Hughes Goodman for taking her time today to share her considerable experience and expertise with us uh, and for putting today's workshop together. Thank you very much, Terry. Uh, Thank and, you for inviting me. And with that, uh, this is Mike Bowers for Dealer's Edge. We'll be signing off now and hope you can join us again next week. Thank you. Did you know VIP season ticket subscribers have access to this workshop and hundreds more in streaming video, MP3 download, audio CD, executive white paper summary, and podcast formats? Visit VIP.dealersedge.com for more information.